Welcome back everyone to the Arithmanian Chronicle. Chapter 4 Vartan The orange light shall come down and crash, the slumbering dragon shall turn the world to ash. Fifth stanza in the rulers of all prophecy of the return. When Belimrandu was a child, he would see stronger kids bullying weaker ones, and he would rush and defend them, but usually he would get punched with the weaker kids in the process. When he returned home to his mother, she would laugh and tend to his wounds, and despite his protest that he was weak and incapable of helping the kids, she would tell him that at least he tried, and that all that mattered. When he protested even more that trying didn't help, she would pout and ask him if anyone else tried to help, and that usually made him feel slightly better. At least he tried to help when no one else did. When he got older and started reading, his mother gave him a book of history. As he read it, he was introduced to what the rulers were and what the entrances are. He read about how his world once was, how his queen was a kind person with a loving and caring heart, and he knew that if she was still alive, she would never have let the bullies get away with what they had done. So, he read even more, searching for how to be like the queen of ice once was, how to be just and how to be kind. When he got even older and started attending college in the center tower city of Arodaman, he dedicated his time to the study of theology, prophecy, and astronomy. Theology taught him the religion that once was, in prophecy, he studied ways to look into the future, which was slightly harder than he thought, and he was told that he didn't have the magical touch for it anyway. He wasn't sad whatsoever, he knew that magic came to all Arudaminians, but it was strong in some parts and weaker in others. So, he decided to study prophecies of others, dedicating his time to the translation and understanding of the hidden meanings within them. One day, Belarmandu stumbled upon a prophecy that was said to be dated to the days of the rulers of Ald. The rulers of all prophecy of the return, it read. He read records of, the, of that time and to what world these powers might have gone to, and he only came up with one thing in conclusion. The powers went to a world with no magic. And thus, his passion for astronomy began. For Belimrandu didn't just search the space around Arudaman, no, Belimrandu searched the universe, all that he could, but he failed. And then came the war. It was a bloody losing battle from the moment they started. Arodamanians from around Arodaman had fought the Elan Trances for 30 years and barely managed to win at the very end of it. Belimrandu had lost great men and women to the gore of the battlefield, but he managed to survive somehow. He managed to live through the pain and suffering of losing people he held dear. When he returned home after the war, Belimrandu found an invitation to Gradana with the signature of Lucia. It had an explanation to why he, in he was invited. He was told everything before he went. The kings and queens, the entrances, planet Earth, and everything. And now, here he was, returning home after saving these stranger children, who apparently were from planet Earth. Barwan was at his side, taking notes of the event, questioning some of the kids about their names and how their world functioned without magic. He sometimes would outright ask them about the powers and if they were able to wield it, or even feel it within them. Barwan sometimes asked them about their own biological structure and how they looked like Arodomanians. But Belimrandu asked him to slow down on them. For a researcher of his rank, Barawan looked like a newborn when he was presented to such unique opportunities. Belimrandu wondered why Barawar was a warrior or even a guard in this town. But the man before them, the old Byro, had told Belimrandu that when there was a need, every man would make a difference. And Belimrandu said to take his advice. Belimrandu was stood down, falling into steps with the giant. Their wounded fight was carried in simple structure his throat getting even more swallowed than it was a minute ago. 
But Armando knew he couldn't do anything unless he had a surgeon checking on it first. But he had to understand what had happened to these kids. He looked at the girl with a veil-like scarf around her head and nodded at her. What happened to him? The girl looked at him with somewhat of awe in her eyes. But Armando tilted his head, not understanding what was happening. When they found them, they were all scared. Now this girl looked like she was having a stroll through town. Belmondo looked at the rest and rubbed the back of his neck. Where would they stay? Verona would want them to take them in, but where would they sleep? What would they wear? Belmondo started doing a tally of shops in town. He could get them bread and meat. Maybe some clothes from Boran? This was tricky. The meat won't take time to melt and be suitable for cooking. Boran takes time to make food, and she was on the other side of town. It would be a day's trip to and fro. Maybe you could get the many right now or whatever. Bernardo turned to the girl again. What happened? He asked her again. And she looked at him, blinking furiously, suddenly snapping out of the trance she was in, registering the panic she was feeling a while ago. Well, did she... You, you weren't with him? The girl replied, her voice and body shaking. She looked so much like Bertier. All of them did. Small and confused in such, such a big world. I won't hurt you. I need to know what caused these trolls to go like that. Another girl, one with a bonnet at her head, raised her hand. I was with him. Everyone, even her friends, turned to look at her. We were going to our friends when some creature... And the girls started describing Avantika. What was Avantika doing in their world? And why did it attack a random kid? Avantika did attack randomly. Besides, they traveled in packs. But... At least that helped explaining the swan throat. Well, your friend will live. My wife will know how to handle this, he sighed. And there I thought we might need surgery. Good, good. He turned to the rest of the kids. That's their story. What's yours? Well, we were waiting for them. The girl with a prediction sat. And then they came. The fire started and we were almost killed after a feature. And Pat raised a brow, an eyebrow. A kid with a chubby face answered. Barbara put the thing. We were sent out by that time and someone using warned us. Well, you're all safe now. But the round now that they arrived at Tavos. Even for mad men and so on. Just five months from one of the party. Yells men made a sick word. And you're all around it, but at the game of the lights, touching the white hey, sighed him and smiled. It's Your eyes blighted. A light through the button all around the city gathered in a small sphere-like glue, dimming the colors and light around. The glue hammered in front of the girl's head. The girl stayed like that for a while, staring at the glue. She seemed as well. They both thought to Then she cast Yankee right away and holding it closer to his chest. The girl patted, and the other girls rushed to her side. Looking around the ones at the very big span, panning the wall again, and the light returned. Belarando took time to adjust to the light. Then he turned to the girl, who was down the hill in the other direction, toward the vertigo. Did she bleed? 
then turned to her friends again who looked at her in astonishment. Wizard, said a boy with an ebony skin and a black hair, and for some reason, the old athlete.